You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans, in the first segment, we're incredibly excited, but we're actually feeling bad for some of the Carriers, the, the Carriers <laughs> family. Uh, we're worried no, about we're them. Then we fire back at TMZ. Everybody's getting Sprat. it. You do not talk smack about American soccer. Cap, 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 cap. In the <laughs> second interview, not only do we not talk crap about American soccer, we represent American soccer with the Americans that are representing America in the World <laughs> Cup. Is this confusing you? It shouldn't, because we got from Fox Sports, the lead analysts, we got John Strong, we got Stu Holden, in the studio with little old us. Crazy. Isn't that wild? That <laughs> and more on this episode of the Cooligans. Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> What a show! What a show! Usually, when uh, we're, th- we're th- the longer the scream is, the the that means the show is gonna be better. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> or sometimes we're faking the energy. You oh, never know. Oh uh, yeah! Just like my wife. Um, um, <laughs> take her, please. <laughs> take her. I'm not married. Oh. But <laughs> oh. Well, but it got very real very quickly. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans Podcast. This is. Uh, I mean, this is gonna be nuts, man. I cannot believe. The guests. That, I mean, this is this has become. You know how Desus and Mara always go the the late night show with the most, most illustrious, illustrious guests. This is becoming the most illustrious guest soccer podcast. I mean, this is the most illustrious hosts. <laughs> Why wouldn't you get the most illustrious guests? It pairs quite well together. Yeah, yeah. we're like a podcast. We're like soccer world sommeliers. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Mmm, mm. delish. <laughs> I could I could smell the I could smell the leather bound boots. <laughs> Is this oak? Yeah, and the smoke cigar. <laughs> Lot of tanning. Never mind tanning. Ooh, I I tent I I, I sense hint of soylent. Yeah. The, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> a little soylent in the back. <laughs> Is this does this come from Silicon Valley? Yeah. I have a lot of Dracar Noir on the nose. <laughs> Welcome to the Cooligans Podcast, everybody. What are we doing? What are you doing listening? <laughs> None of us know, but what a hell of a show we have. Thank you for listening. My name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. That's right, and we're your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. It's also the gulliest soccer podcast that's ever existed. Real on real on real, all yeah. right? That's all we do. We keep it. We're, we're the, are we the realest soccer podcast? Is that? Is that? Can we add that to the, to only, the AKA? Not only are we the truest. We're also the realist. So that makes us the trillist. <laughs> the trillist. We are the trillist. We are the gulliest. <laughs> Let's go. What uh, now? <laughs> Somebody correct us. I dare you, dog. <laughs> I think this this new Pusha T album is getting getting everybody got my confidence up. Yeah, within twenty four hours. <laughs> We published a disc back to Pusha T. He didn't say anything to us. But we can't okay. let Drake be the only one getting We're shot recording this podcast around mountains of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think he moves weight? Watch what happens when I'm asleep and my wife wants me to roll off of her. Pushing. Uh, well, Let's just say her back is filled with malice after that. We got bars, kid. We got bars. So look, uh, look. I mean, you heard at the at the top of the show in that little intro, John Strong and Stu Holden of Fox Sports, uh, Fox Soccer, Crazy. going on their way to the World Cup. Crazy. Uh, the Russian Canucks. All right. What? 
on their way to Russia for the World Cup, and we got to talk they to them on the show. They are to have a great World <laughs> Cup. They're going to be on this damn show. This is crazy. The coolian- We're two idiots from Newark and Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We shouldn't be we talking shouldn't be to talk- be John Strong and <laughs> Stu Alden. Coming into the studio to talk to us. I mean, We shouldn't even be in a studio. <laughs> it's beneath them. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing over at Fox? <laughs> but, man, uh, it's an, an honor that, that they could be on the show, and you're going you're gonna to hear just a, a great conversation that we had with them. It's I'm like, as excited to talk to them as anything. I mean, because, you know, we talk to people that are in the world and we talk in like the soccer world and we talk to people that are that are have done great things. These two are about to be the only ones really sure. who represent America. I mean, in there's, the world there's, Cup. A, there's other analysts that commentate, there's other people, but they're you know the lead. I mean? like, they're the lead. They're the lead. I mean, these are the, these are the, the forefront of American soccer right now. It's Stu Holden and John Strong. <laughs> and the Cooligans. And the Cooligans. Uh, my association. Uh, but you know you know, what's funny? They're coming on the show because if it wasn't for us talking to them, no one would know this World Cup is happening. <laughs> Imagine. They need that promotion. Who is the person listening to this that, that, that listens to the Cooligans podcast being like, oh, wow, the World Cup's coming oh, up. Oh, shit. <laughs> this year? Oh, my bad. I um, didn't know. Baby man. girl, that vacation going to be different. I got to. Oh, All right. Look, yeah. Let me look at my calendar real quick <laughs> no. because I think I got to make change things you know, up a little the bit. The issue is, is that I and update my calendar, you know what I mean? With you the know, World Cup. It's just Google, uh, you know, Apple and Google, they don't want it don't really work well you together. You know how hard it is to sync, <laughs> right? Baby, you yeah. know how it is. I need to bring my final facts back, is what I think. You know, I need to carry it around, babe. Oh man, so we look. Can go to your mother's beach house next year. Is all I'm saying. It'll always be there Come unless on. it's on a coast that is suffering from lots of hurricanes. In fact, she's only three blocks from the beach. By next year, she might be waterfront property. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Planet Earth. Thank uh, so, you. So yeah, so we are going to talk about the World Cup uh, a little bit with uh, with those guys. Uh, but a, a lot of things have happened. Look, I mean, last week we were talking about kicking and screening, uh, the kicking and screening film festival yes. last week because we were going to it. We were going to go to it. Yeah. And we, and we went to it. And we went to it. We so, did go to it. <laughs> so, As so promised. We fulfilled our promise. Yes. Uh, and we, we did go. And I mean. Speaking l- of illustrious. So yeah. I, look. Last year we went because we had we had one show. We were on one of the panels. We were a panel. And yeah. we don't go unless we get asked to speak <laughs> or make an appearance. We don't show up to your But event. this time we made uh, we made an, uh, an effort to to go to more uh, more days of the film festival. Yeah. Because last time we only went to. I couldn't go to the final right now. No. You couldn't go to the final. I couldn't right? go to the final. You went. We we went to the one that we had the panel on, and the, and you went to the last day. Yeah, and you went to a different show, right? No, no, I only went to that one. You I just c- went to the I, one. I couldn't go to any other. If you don't put it in the contract, you don't do it. <laughs> uh, you're the Monique of, of this podcast. That's right. Uh, I want to be paid as much as Dave Chappelle yeah, and Chris Rock. Yeah. Uh, they got $60 million. How much are we getting paid to show up at the gig and screening festival? We got nothing. <laughs> Absurd. $60 million difference here. You mean there's no money in American soccer? Come on. <laughs> so look... Uh, but we went to we went to three different nights, uh, and uh, look, floored. I was blown away. The films were amazing. The films were great. Uh, the the, you know, the people who were there were amazing. We we got we got to do we got chatted up. We got a little networking, little, little, little shaking little, hands, little drinking, little little Icelandic beer. A little uh, what is it? Star? What's the name of it? Einstock. 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 
right? Yes, yes. Three different kinds. We tried all three a couple times just to make sure we knew which one we liked. <laughs> you know, a mouse hit my foot at one point. It was a weird night. <laughs> it was a wacky. Yeah. It was a weird night. A lot of things happened. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't planned. <laughs> uh, but a lot of cool people. I mean, though. just off the top of my head, some the some. Let's talk about just real quick some of the films that you ha- you have to go uh, see. Uh, like if they're ever, I don't know where how they're going to be released or yeah, when they're going to be released. There's probably going to be like a VOD, like a video on demand system yes. or something. Uh, I mean the, the the film on the Messi and Me was a dope one. So the, the, the three the three features that we saw were the uh the I I, no, I forgot I gotta you look up the, the name. You saw the Tropical one, right? No, I didn't see that one. Neither, neither did I. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the I know if you guys uh, watched uh, Compass Football's uh, Facebook Live, I said I did watch it. I was put on the spot. I didn't want to take the whole time up to be like, <laughs> no, you're wrong, Jason Davis. I didn't see it, but whatever. I played through it because I know what happened in the story. Because remember, we joked about it on this podcast <laughs> when we probably should. Have. We on the the first night we saw uh, 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 football for better or worse, which is, was the film about the uh, wh- what country was it in? Um, FC Rosengard, that famous women's soccer team. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that yeah. their their goal is always to Sweden. win. Uh, they they always want to win the the Champions League, right? Uh, the women's Champions League uh, in Europe, and uh, they had Marta. They had some really big names over there. It was great. Uh, that was great. And then Messi and Me, uh, which was the the film about the guy who did the bicycle. He played in an exhibition match, like a charity game yeah, with, with Messi Soldier Field. at Soldier Field. Uh, these were uh, players that played for um, Northwestern. Right. So they got a the bunch Northwestern of, coach was involved, so he got a bunch of the older, like, more popular players. Yes, uh, who had already graduated. And these guys weren't even playing professionally. Yes, and this guy, uh, he, Matt Eliason, who was he at- tried out for Red Bull and didn't make it. That's right. Didn't get drafted, didn't make it, but he's a scorer. So he goes and just goes become part of corporate America, does his bicycle kick, Messi gives him a lot of a lot of uh, credit. It's on Sports Center. Yeah, it's, it's like number one on Sports Center. It's everywhere. Next thing you know, he's getting calls from uh, professional teams around the world. Yeah, so he went from having this viral moment, uh, the bicycle kick in front of Leo Messi. Even Messi was like, "All right, damn, damn, damn. it's an exhibition." <laughs> Where'd you learn that? Watching me? I know. <laughs> Yo, could you show me how you did that? <laughs> Is that possible? So uh, Gareth Bale apparently was watching <laughs> it, by the way. And then he ended up uh, getting a professional contract in Iceland uh, to yeah. play. It. it was an amazing story. Uh, the, uh, the the short uh, uh, Boniek uh, et Platini, which was uh, the the film, uh, uh, just like a, a, a about uh, Cold War era uh, Poland. Or was it Cold War or was it World War Two? I think it was. I think it was Cold War. Maybe I, I don't remember what time. Uh, I think it's World War Two. Uh, no, it's eighty two, so it's Cold War. Oh, 1982, Yeah, yeah. The, the World War Two was a couple a couple yeah. months before that. Just a couple. <laughs> I think a couple weeks <laughs> before 1982. If someone would have been on a podcast <laughs> and mentioned it, maybe I would have known. <laughs> so, uh, so those were great. Uh, uh, you can see all the the films that were that were uh, screened uh, at kickingandscreening.com. But honestly. If you get any opportunity to see any of these movies, you hear their name, you see them anywhere, go see them. No Sachape, which it was, we, we didn't go to that night. But people were crying. People were crying. They said it, which is incredible. We, we interviewed uh, Michael uh, Zimbalist. Zimbalist on this podcast. On this podcast, which ago. you can listen to. Uh, so you can hear about the movie about the Chapo Coente uh, tragedy. And then the fi- on the final night, which uh, on, another film I was absolutely floored by, uh, American Football. Crazy. Uh, which was uh, the Peter Carl, who, Peter we, Carl, who, who we know, know. from, yeah. from he, Copa 90. He does a bunch of videos for Copa 90. I don't know if he still works there because I know he lives in LA now, but... Well, he does, he does. I spoke to him about oh, okay, it. Yeah, he does. He's, uh, he's working, like, I think he's in like some Copa 90 small bunker in LA. Yeah, yeah. So his apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can tell he's got a nice tan. A little bit much. Uh, him uh, and his three friends... 
Uh, did uh, I, I, we missed this because we weren't a part of the soccer uh, community at this point? As yeah, this was in the last in the last World Cup. Yeah, so the way to. the way we are now, but they would have probably been on the show if we were. They went to a diff- bunch of different shows and did a huge GoFundMe to travel around Latin America on the way to Brazil for that last. Yeah, World and Cup. they went. They started in Mexico. Yeah, uh, they went to. Well, they started Mexico. in San Diego. San Diego, all the way yeah, down. Mexico, Mexico, Cholo, Cholos, and then they went yeah, to like Ecuador. Costa Rica, Ecuador. Costa Rica, Ecuador. Argentina, Uruguay, and then up to Brazil. And Chile. Did it go to Chile or no? Am I don't I think they went to Chile. Okay. But, but And then they ended up in Brazil. But the film is just uh, well done. Funny. Yeah, very funny. Very funny. Uh, very like... A lot of nods to what's happening now. They're like, I can't believe we're going to have to wait so long for the next World Cup. It was just really funny <laughs> lines in there. Yeah. So it was super, super well done. Uh, again, we don't know exactly when it's going to be... Uh, any of these are going to... Uh, Nostra Chape, I know, will be out uh, in June. Uh, to, to You'll be able to watch it but some of the other ones uh they're like sort of up in the air but when when we do find out and we know that you can uh, be able to see them we're going to mention it on the show uh because they were incredible and and shout out to kicking a screening for just running a great festival if you are in uh new york or going to be in new york the 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 festivals every year right around this time go see some films there i mean if you want to support soccer and and the arts that are that surround the soccer world this is like the festival that you need to be going to so uh I, i in, in the future, I think it's a thing that's only going to get larger, but uh, I had an absolute blast. It was so, so fun hanging out uh, with a lot of people. And we even met uh, a couple of players. Uh, a couple oh, of that's Reb- right. A couple Reb- of the Red Bull players. Red Bull and NYCFC sponsored it last year. This year it was just New York Red Bull. Um, and uh, the, uh, first of all, shouts to Willie uh, and yeah. Michelangelo who work out there. They're awesome. They're big fans of ours. Um, but yeah, we got to meet. Um, we actually only really got to meet uh, Velo, Flo- Florian, Florian Velo, yeah, Florian, Florian, <laughs> Florian yes, the, the new Velo. the rookie for uh, for the New York Red Bulls. Yeah, uh, yeah, we met him, and and I was first initially surprised with he's a, he was very cool. He was a cool dude, very cool. He, he kind of knew who we were, like he had heard of us, but it wasn't yeah. like listen, he doesn't listen. But uh, we just started bullshitting, joking around, and we were making fun of him because he had like an old five S. He had an iPhone five S. Yeah, come on, son, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> Come on, What's up with this MLS salary? You'd be going? scoring against my favorite team and having this phone in your hand. This is bullshit, you know? <laughs> this makes uh, it, just rubbing salt in the yeah, wound. You shouldn't even be able to play. You should be at Tech right now. You should be over at the Genius Bar trying to figure out why you ain't getting emails. And we were just messing with him, and he was totally cool with it. We were, like, all joking around. It was a great time. And, uh, you know, just uh, took a picture of us, and he said, New York is right on the yeah. bottom. <laughs> I mean, you know, what an ass. But uh, in a good way, in a great way. We love I the love, banter. Yeah, I love the banter, too. It was fun. He, we, we got to, like, trade shots, uh, whatever. Uh, so it was fun. So, uh Again, great event. So um, let's start, let's start talking about uh, some of the other things. And also, by the way, thanks to Greg and thanks to Ali and thanks to Rachel for putting that on. It's a great festival, and we can't believe that we get invited to an art part of it. It's really awesome. Exactly. So uh, let's talk about the other uh, little, like minor league soccer game that was going on over the weekend. Uh, the yeah. Champions League final. Oh, they still do that. The Champions League final in, <laughs> in Kiev. Uh, well, I never even heard of that place. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, but uh, we we didn't get to watch it together. I watched. It with uh, a couple. Oh, were you sad? <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm just laying out facts to the fans. This, there's no emotional, uh, you know, sentiment behind anything I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let that, let's let that be clear. Uh, we, you were at like some uh, barbecue. I went to a Colombian barbecue. So we both got invited. 
uh, to uh, Deadspin's offices. They have a theater in there. Yeah. It's the same place we saw the Mexico-Jamaica game. Jamaica game, yeah. So uh, pretty cool space. It's like a little theater there. It's really awesome. Um, and they have like stadium seating. It's really cool the way they, they did the whole thing. And you get to they play soccer games and stuff in there. Uh, look, it's all or they at least show them. It was awesome. I, I would love to have gone. Did they have free food and free drinks? They did. They Come did. on now. Now I'm upset. <laughs> but the reason why I said no is I got invited to a four-year-old's birthday party <laughs> oh. in Queens. Yo, turn up. Son, <laughs> you want party, dog? <laughs> yeah, I don't know which team Dora would like, okay? Uh, please stop asking me questions. Um, by the way, four outfit changes. She dressed like every one of the princesses from Disney movies. And I know that because... All the women were like, oh, she's dressed like, and then name a princess. I've never heard of any of these people. I'm like, could you all get out from in front of the TV screen? But the reason I went. But if it was if it was some, if she was dressed as some chef from like 18th Street and and 3rd Avenue, you'd be well, like. And this kid is pretty awesome. <laughs> some pizza chef. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby wow. singer kid. <laughs> you got the coolest damn kid I've ever met. Damn, where'd you get that hat? How'd you get that Prince Street pizza hat? <laughs> I will say this. I went for one thing and one thing only. Colombians know how to barbecue. Sure. And I showed up. These dudes had that, I never know. Sancocho cheeseburgers, man. Wow, that sounds good. Oh, it's incredible. I never, I know, is had, it, are, are Colombians known for barbecuing, per se? They're known know. for like outdoor cooking. Like, there's, yeah. like, it's a big street food culture, you know? Okay. Uh, arepas everywhere. I'm not kidding you. Like, everywhere. There was like a little thing of salad and a little crudite, yeah. a little vegetable. I got it. I got it. Nobody was touching that. <laughs> D went up there and I was like, yo, D, yo, sit down. You're Latino tonight. <laughs> Favorite girl went up there, like, are these baby carrots? And I was like, such a. Damn girl, <laughs> smack him out of her hand. Come on now, you better go get yourself a piece of sausage and an arepa and some white cheese. Yo, you know what she did? Sacrilege. If y'all don't know, you take the arepa, you put the cheese on top, and then you put whatever you want. Right? She saw the cheese out. Mm. She puts a little salad on a plate. She goes and grabs a piece of white cheese, cuts it in half, and mixes up some of the white cheese in her salad. I'm not kidding. I said, D, do me a favor. Look behind me. What's everyone doing? She's like, why is everyone looking at me? I was like, you just took a piece of cheese away from a potential arepa. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't you, do that. You don't, you don't deny an, an arepa its opportunity yeah. to, to, to really bloom. Into, you took away its It's duvet. like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. You took away its duvet. You know what I mean? And now you got an arepa with nothing on top. Someone's going to get an arepa and be like, yo, why is there only half a piece of cheese on here? They didn't plan for you and your uh Sweet green salad making ways. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, should I put it back? No, you mixed it in with everything now. I took the other half of the you cheese know, the, and I had only half a piece of cheese on an arepa. For the most part, luckily I, I ate five arepas. I was good. For the most part, I would never think of you as like, uh, you know, a, a maltempered, angry, abusive <laughs> husband. But like, I think the thing that would cross you into that realm is just like this some food, some salad, some lettuce based <laughs> yeah. argument. Green, leaves, <laughs> leaves are involved somehow. I'm like, hey, can I talk to you downstairs real quick? <laughs> Man, I'm like, like you guys in couples therapy over, <laughs> over just some the cabbage. doctor's wearing a guayabera, just like, <laughs> I mean, how how can you do that to the arepa? And she's like, how am I the one that's wrong here? Um, so 
Yes, the, so I did get to watch it. You I did get to watch it. I also I watched it. Yeah, the, it was at Deadspin. It was hosted by NYC Footy, which threw a great party, and uh, a bunch of friends came out. Andy Haynes, comedian Andy Haynes, was out there. Uh, Dave, I saw the, the Arsenal tattoo photo. That's a dope one. Yes, uh, D- uh, Dave, Dave Montiung, uh, Yusuf, uh, uh, NYCFC guy. It was a fu- there was a fun moment. Uh, I saw uh, Dave won uh, an Arsenal jersey. Yeah, they both. And it's the one he wanted. He wanted the black and the pink. So yeah. shouts to you. Yeah, that's went- why you hang out with the cool <laughs> You uh, so uh, yeah, and Andy won as well, which is cool. What uh, do you win? Both are, uh, he both he won uh, uh, the uh, the kit and and boots as well. Oh, look it at that! Awesome, and, and they both have gunner t- tattoos uh, yeah. on their body, which is like what a coincidence. Uh, but the I'm glad they got to meet. The chat. Let's talk about the Champions League real quick. We don't really talk about uh, you know European <laughs> soccer that much. It, no, it is very dull. It was a great game, actually. Uh, <laughs> well, part of it was a great game. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it wasn't a great game, right? Because it had moments. It had moments. It had moments. Look, the bail goal is gonna be something legendary, but the fact that the, the the competition wasn't up to par, okay? What that I it felt like I was watching the championship playoff. Uh, yeah, that yeah, actually that was way more exciting. <laughs> totally. Fulham versus uh, was it Aston Villa? Aston Villa. Yeah, that was. Exciting as hell. A little sad. Wow, who knew playoffs could be so much fun? <laughs> huh? Little, Europe? A little sad, Jason Terry. Huh? Uh, Get your fun? shit together, Brexit. Then come talk to me. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, while we're speaking of Europe, shouts to the Bohemians over in Dublin. Shouts to Gary Doyle for getting me the jersey. Yeah, man. So, the, uh, so my my issue with the game was, Loris Carius was come on man that's like just it's so absurd. it takes yeah. away from the excitement of how competitive the game should really be. I was talking about him. I was joking around. I'm not saying anything. I I don't know how this dude's gonna come back from this. This was the biggest blunder in Champions League final history. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Dude>. <laughs> you got to hold that now? That's you? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, yeah. That and people put, put it right on both of us, there's not many of them, but some of them do exist, said that the second, uh, <laughs> how to be bail again, huh? <laughs> wow, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. Uh, and actually, he tweeted out later that he really couldn't sleep much, but um, the second bail goal that we, he sort of stopped it and it sort of still went in because it was hit with such power. The, uh, so there was an, a previous uh, goalkeeper who said that um, it's you know the first one's still in his head. You could he, you could see yeah, it yeah. in a lot of his actions that he's lost a lot of confidence. Goalkeeping is almost all confidence based, and I don't know how this dude's coming back from that. Uh, you hope Mohamed Salah can get ready for the World Cup because that's like the guy everyone wants to see. He's really like the only one that matters. I mean, people like Neymar, who? Yeah. Neymar, what? No, we don't care about that. <laughs> it's a Salah show. Yo, this, yeah. No time has, um, you know, as uh, most people in England be like, yo, let's go watch that Muslim dude. That's never happened. <laughs> He's made a lot of changes. We talked about it on the show. Yeah. He did a commercial for anti suicide, and, uh, you know, the numbers spiked of people calling the hotline to get help. I you thought know, you were going to say the numbers spiked of people committing suicide, <laughs> which was me. Like people just <laughs> pretending to want to just to meet him, which is not what you want to do. That's but not what, yeah. No, like he's a he's a he's a massive, and he's doing he's like a massive name. He's doing it all for 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 Egypt. So you hope you hope that he's all right. Yeah, I've- especially if Sergio Ramos. Ever wants to have an Uber in New York? <laughs> Doug, you You're are not, not going to get an Uber, Sergio. He's, I, there, there was some. Uh, I, I think up. Uh, I don't know if it was like a petition or just, there's like this growing list of of Egyptians that are like number one guy that we that is the most hated. Yeah. Just like I mean, it, in a fraction of a second, uh, you know, you would think it would be some like American politician or something like that. Uh, but no, it is Sergio Ramos for for uh, for. What I thought, look, 
some people felt it was a dirty play. Some people felt it was not. I don't know. Who felt like it wasn't a dirty play? So I need to hear <laughs> and or meet this probably person. Probably Madridistas, I think. Uh, I I felt. Oh, we got a lot of hate on our Twitter. I was uh, I was doing a lot of live tweeting again. Yeah. There was kids running around. We were getting a lot of hate, a lot from people who are from Madrid fans saying like that we're just Madrid haters. It's like, no, are you watching what we're watching? <laughs> no, yeah, I had no issue with like their. Play. They're an entertaining team to watch. I'm, they're not like my favorite team. No, it's just Sergio Ramos. It's Sergio, Sergio Ramos, Ramos throws an elbow and it carries his face. Yeah. The guy doesn't need that now. Yeah. You've seen what he's put up with. <laughs> my God, kick a man when he's down. Elbow a man when he's down. Look, Sergio Ramos is one of the greatest defenders uh, to play the game. I mean, it, there's no denying that. But the, the in this particular game, and I think... You know, if he was if he was playing in a in a league that uh, or in a game that that was uh, under video review, it would it was under video review. Not that Champions League is not video review. Not yeah, they v- got VAR in Champions League. You, no, I think you're wrong. No, they, I'm they, positive. Uh, please confirm that. I'm almost sure they do not. Why would they just introduce it? I, I don't know. Maybe Europa. No, I, no, no. Double check. But I think if. If he was uh, uh, in a in a game that was under like a video review, then he wouldn't be he wouldn't be able to behave that way. He wouldn't be able to be as to to do the the, the dark arts, uh, so to speak, right? So look, I see right there. We'll not use uh, UFS. Yeah, no, it's not being used. <laughs> it's not being used. I, don't I thought know. it was. I thought they used it in one of the leagues. In, in one of the leagues, like a Europa Champions, they use it in Italy. They use it in Bundesliga, uh, MLS. No, no, I'm talking. I, wow, they use it in MLS. M- Major League. <laughs> you don't. Say. I'm saying I'm listing the ones that they use it. They don't use it in any tournament. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, FA Cup is the only other one I believe. That's the one okay. that they use it in. Uh, okay. All right. So, never mind. So, so if Sergio Ramos was playing the FA Cup, he wouldn't be able to behave like this. Very difficult to do if you're <laughs> Madrid. Well, we're gonna win that one. We're Real Madrid. Uh. And I get, uh, I'm not, I'm not even necessarily, I wasn't mad at, at, at his play or the way he plays. I think he is a good player. He is uh, like Felipe-esque in the sense that he's there to draw the bad out of you. It's unfortunate that Mohamed Salah got hurt and in, in a play that was, he was, what dirty. He he was dirty. He was trying to, not letting him get, he he didn't want Salah to get the ball because he does amazing things with the ball. It ain't our fault. It's a dirty (laughs) play though. It's a dirty play. Uh, Not, not the, not not on the scale of like the dirtiest thing in the world. Not like you should be kicked out of the sport or the league. I mean, he didn't two foot somebody in the chest. Exactly. Yeah. That's a dirty play. And to be honest, he should, Something should happen. Yeah, there should be some uh, consequence. There should be some, some repercussions, repercussions for sure. Uh, so, but regardless of that, can I can I ask you the question? Go. If you were in a room full of uh, Colombian women of all ages, right? Some of them much older. Some of them. Some of them fetuses. Yeah, some of them very young. <laughs> they're they're not included. Everyone eighteen and over. There was a group of Colombian women sitting behind me, and they were all going nuts for the same player. Two players actually. One of them has. Did not take part in this whatsoever. Uh, played for neither of those teams. He actually plays for uh, NYCFC right now. David Villa. Okay. They were going ballistic for him. Oh, my God. He's so cute, Poppy, like that. But not that kind. They don't speak that way, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Uh, but one of the players on Real Madrid, I will give you three chances to guess who. If you give me chances, I'm assuming it's not like it's not Ronaldo because it would be. Is that one of your choices? No. Okay, it, it's not. Uh 
Who, who would be on Real, on Real Madrid? On Real Madrid. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, well, Sergio Ramos might be one. Nope. Uh, they all were going nuts for one player. Carvajal? Nope. You're close, though. Isco? No. Oh, who? Asensio. Oh, Asensio, is a, he's, a, he's a good-looking guy. They were going nuts. Yeah, but he, uh, he didn't start the game. No, That's he why was I didn't think sub. of it. Yeah. But they were talking about him before he, before he showed up. <laughs> Which is they knew the team. <laughs> they knew subs <laughs> because of how cute the dude was. And they're going nuts. And my wife's like, why are they flipping out for this play? I'm like, I got to be honest. I can't even picture his face right now. Yeah. And then once he came on, I'm like, all right, he's... He looks like he looks like uh, you know he, like he couldn't even be the lead in a telenovela. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think he probably could. He's he's he looks. I, I sometimes get uh, Asensio, uh, Marco Asensio, and and Isco confused. Isco, be- yeah, very much so. Because they play. Do they play the same position? I don't even know. But they they Asensio looks like Isco without. The beard and mustache. You know what I mean? Uh, they look fairly... He looks like a younger version of Isco. Uh, so I mean, he just looks like a generic <laughs> Spaniard. <laughs> what is a generic Spaniard exactly? I mean, with the beard, he kind of looks like, you know, he hung out in Turkey for a little bit. <laughs> the vacations. He has like a little Turkishness to him. <laughs> sure. Uh, but... Whatever. I mean, statuesque. I mean, look, great jawline. All right, I get it. I mean, look, this is what this show's about. All right, <laughs> you know. Uh, you think we out here <laughs> talking talking trash about female? No, not the female. No, 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 no. We are we are gonna break down the visual appeal of all male soccer players. <laughs> male, female, trans. We don't Everybody care. We're talking about it. you. Yes. All right. Like, all right. <laughs> you know, if you cute, <laughs> you we cute. bring it up. <laughs> you cute. That's it. That's the only prejudice we have. No, that's it. <laughs> if you ain't cute, we ain't talking about uh, yeah, you. Yeah, if you ain't hearing your name, oh, maybe you ain't that cute. Yeah, maybe you need to work on that. <laughs> maybe you need to hang out with Asensio. Dude's on the bench, but he's getting something, right? If we got a room full of Colombian I mean, women. You got, and you got to be pretty cute for a room full of Colombian women when you're not even playing to be like, yo, where's Asensio? He's yeah, not cute. I mean, why, you, why don't you start him? <laughs> yo, Zidane, like, I mean, you got one of the cutest players playing in world football, and you're not you're just going to sit him down? It's like, damn, Zizu. <laughs> By the way, the kid's name is Mia, named after Mia Ham. They're huge soccer fans, and uh, they have a son. Uh, and they try the the father tried to get the son to be named Zizu. Zizu. Zizu is a different Zizu. Zizu. Zizu, I'm sure, is a name out like you know yeah. in, in like <laughs> Uzbekistan. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, hello. <laughs> Which one of us eight Zizus did you call? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it was a uh, so the game itself was uh, was exciting and, and super entertaining. The 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 one concern, uh, I think the one thing that was. Uh, uh, like a shot, yeah. Just what I was saying before. Like, I wish the game would have left being with you know, like I wish Real Madrid would have won and won their third consecutive Champions League as opposed to Liverpool handing it to them and literally. Uh, well, Carrie is and, handing it to them. And look, and let's just talk about very quickly that that the first goal uh, that Karim Benzema scored. Just some people think it's actually against the rules. So okay. the letter of the law is that you're not allowed to interrupt the progress or the process of getting rid of the ball. Yeah, which to some degree he did. Uh, yeah, but he. I felt like he was. Uh, I feel like Liverpool fans are agreeing with me no matter what I say. I feel here. like he was a fair distance uh, away that, that he really wasn't interfering. There's no reason why Carries let go of it. He could have waited. Play- he could have done the, one of those dribble things. Yeah, because he could've was waited. he was making a motion like uh, with distance of like uh, you know you he didn't give me enough space or something like that. And uh, when when you see the replay, I mean, 
Benzema seems to be about like three, four feet away from from Carius. So I, I it yeah, did, it seems uh, the whole thing seemed off. I expected that that goal wasn't going to count. I expected that we were going to see, or at least hear a whistle. See, I maybe not a yellow, but you know, I'm like, where? What happened? That can't be the goal. And as it trickled in, no one really went for it. Like, it just seemed like, well, don't worry about it. This isn't going to count. Why is there confetti in the air? You know? Like. Just crazy. I feel, I feel bad for Carriers. And there were a lot of, uh, I, I, it was funny because uh, JB, our friend Gunner Punter, at Gunner Punter on Twitter, who's uh, super funny, he retweeted a tweet of um, a, a, bunch of, a bunch of screen caps from uh, Liverpool fans being like, die, Carriers. Like, yeah, I hope they you were get cancer and like him. going crazy. And then uh, somebody collected all the screen caps and put the put the tweet, <laughs> uh, you never walk alone, right? Like, yeah, you- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe now you do. <laughs> Very- <laughs> Certainly, don't walk don't walk alone home or to your car. <laughs> Just a, a shame. Uh, look, and what are you gonna do? We have bad games. He had two monumental mistakes that will never be forgotten. Hopefully, he can continue his career. It doesn't look like it's going to be a Liverpool. I don't know how you go back. You can't go back to that. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know what you have to do to win that fan base back after that. <laughs> no one does. Uh, yeah, so a shame, but congratulations, Real Madrid. Uh, and then and now there are uh, Cristiano Ronaldo put out some ru- rumors, essentially by, by his vague answers. No, no, he said it was great playing at Real Madrid. <laughs> the dude's yeah. done. Yeah, it, it's almost like if if your if your girlfriend said like, "How's your relationship going?" You're like, well, it was great. This relationship was great. It was a great one. <laughs> what? Good, wait, are we staying together? Or? Well, I'm right here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm the one who asked you. <laughs> You want to ask you how no, we're going? This is a very you answer that very strangely. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. You don't give me a lot of confidence. <laughs> you can't. In the way you answer I gotta that. say, I'm a little unsettled right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. with what my future is going to look like. I mean, <laughs> from what you, the way you're speaking, it seems like. Are we done? <laughs> or where are we done? <laughs> Which one? Did I miss out? Or am I watching it happen? So, uh, so yeah. So, it was. Uh, I think this leaves room for, uh, you know, the Miami freedom, possibly. Blah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Ronaldo might not be going back to Real Madrid. I don't know, know why he... I don't know why he wouldn't. I guess. I mean, it's just like if you just want more, more and more success. Maybe he just wants a, a different, uh, a change of pace. Maybe a different scenery. Come to MLS, buddy. Your legs are done. Your legs. Are done. <laughs> Come retire here, buddy. You look slow as shit. I know what I say. All right. I know that we say the MLS is not that anymore, or I'm sorry, MLS is not that anymore. But come on over, buddy. Uh, be great. Uh, just Get dude. that in sync haircut of yours <laughs> out here. Frosted tips. Come on, so, man. Uh, let's talk about some others. A couple uh, quick, th- uh, not quick things, but let's. Uh, th- this happened, and I just want to get your reaction to it because there's some pe- we posted it on Twitter and it got a little bit it got a little bit uh, people were getting upset with TMZ because of this as uh, they should be at, uh, and it was interesting because I had posted it and people were like here's this another Guerrero look he's and I'm like no guys it's me actually yeah, yeah. upset also <laughs> you can tell you because you took the ultimate high road <laughs> yes. you said ignorance is a choice I don't speak that way well, first it, of all mine would have had a lot more all caps well I, I was making the joke because the same yeah. the same guy who uh yeah so from TMZ after Kanye was that's on that's the dude who spoke to Kanye, Kanye. In a very and he was cool like way. slavery is not a choice and it was disappointing you know I I can't believe you said that that's very right. disappointing so I'm saying they were shitting on MLS uh and with they no- weren't shitting on MLS they were they were talking about MLS 
as if they knew what they were talking about. <laughs> and it's very clear they were they didn't, and it annoyed the piss out of me. But you found it before I did, which is why you posted it. <laughs> because if I would have found it, it would have been like 30 <laughs> tweets. I was furious, but I like I couldn't from Cooligans, I couldn't interject now. Because they're like, when did they become so angry all of a sudden? <laughs> it wouldn't, it just didn't feel right. So I kind of just sat back and watched it happen. So, but it's uh, three guys it's uh, the dude with the dreads, uh, uh, a white guy, and the dude who spoke to Kanye, who I can't remember his name now. But they do this thing where, like, it's a, la, la, can I just play it? It's a, it's one minute and fifteen seconds. We, we can, I, we may not get through the whole thing because it is pretty rough, it's pretty uh, brutal. Uh, so let me just uh, uh, play it for you guys. So if you didn't uh, hear it uh, or see it on our Twitter account, uh, here it is. Wayne Rooney is here. He's talking. What does this mean for American but soccer? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Right. He did it recently. He did it recently. For those two guys, I just want to know when are they going to get. A player in his prime. Mm. The MLS needs to draw one player. From it. Look, it's great to have Rooney. It's great to have Zlatan. Uh, Zlatan. You know, they did it. It started with Beckham. But actually, this goes way back. This starts with Pele. Pele, yeah. way back in the Pele, day. when they yeah. got him, was not 70. in his prime. So yeah. you think Wayne Rooney is too old at this point for this to matter to soccer fans no, in the United still, States? Even, even though he's, beyond, he's out of his prime, he's still going to be better than probably everybody in America. Yeah. But yeah. except for <laughs> is another guy that's not except for the other European. So, guys. but what you're saying is basically, and this is it's a fair point that if fair we got point. like a Neymar or a Suarez, right, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yes, one of those get a Ronaldo guys, over here. You know how much? Who's so definitely in his prime? Put together two billion dollars. <laughs> Because that's how much money it would take. Listen, man. All right. So whatever. I mean, yeah. Yo, I wish Rooney. Rooney's better than everyone in America. He's probably better than the three of you at your jobs. (laughs) Y'all are trash. That was the worst of all takes. And my issue was, why talk about this at all? You don't know what you're talking about. How did this come up? Why? (laughs) On their radar. It came up because in the video, you see it's Wayne Rooney uh, at the airport arriving in Washington, D.C. TMZ must have taken the photos of him showing up. Yes, yes. So they're, they're, they're talking about it because... Maybe they feel obligated to talk about it because obviously in Europe, I'm sure there's people who care that uh, that he's arriving. But to 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 welcome him to some trash ass takes about you don't even know what you're talking about. They're like what they're like. Oh, if MLS, all they need is just get. They just need to get uh, stop getting these old guys. And it's like. There's like 60 young guys, and there's plenty of young talent. But they don't even know. Like, get someone in their prime, like a Ronaldo, or <laughs> even when Pele joined MLS. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, oh that my was a, God. What a great year that I was. I can't believe they let him go out there with his walker. <laughs> what a beautiful gesture. You dumb fucks. <laughs> You dumb, dumb fox. Why are you talking about this sport? Also, why are you pretending to know about the sport? Maybe bring it up. Oh, it looks like this player is coming here. You might not know about him, but he's a big name, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we're getting these players too old. That would have been fine. But are you think MLS fans are going to be happy about this? <laughs> what do you know well, about MLS fans? Well, me and my MLS fan group chat that we're all in, <laughs> y'all don't know shit. <laughs> this is why we don't talk about Kardashian, uh, you know, goings on on That's this a, podcast. Because you stay in your lane. Yeah. And we'll stay in ours. All we talk about is how cute players are. 
<laughs> that's, that's perfectly fine. That's allowed, all right? We are skilled in that. We watch these players in slow motion sweat <laughs> week to week. That we can talk about. 4K, homie. But we don't know what actress is dating what actor <laughs> because we don't give a fuck. That's your lane. You go bother Shaquille O'Neal as he's coming out of a hotel room. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out if players coming to MLS are too young or too old. How about that? <laughs> Just it, it really the, the, the nerve. That's why I'm like the nerve. I, and you can tell that this story was put on uh, in like the in the production meeting. They're like, "Hey, we got to talk about Wayne Rooney." They're like, "Who? What? Yeah. What is this? Uh, why do we got to talk about this?" And then as they're talking about it, you can t- they they're talking about it with such disdain. They're like, "Why?" You can feel it. They're like, "I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to fill this 90 second segment with words. Uh, I, let me talk about the four soccer players I've ever heard of, uh, and then and then let's see if anybody's gonna notice." It infuriated me because you can tell they don't know. And you could tell they're like, well, if we talk about this, we'll get hits. How did you make a clickbait video? And here's the other thing that pisses me off. The three of you are in the same office. Why do you have three different shots? <laughs> Y'all can't get out of your cubicles to film this <laughs> stupid video for one second? Y'all gotta have three GoPros? It's annoying as hell, and y'all don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> Stay out of our business. And yeah. I mean, look, I get that we're supposed to be letting people talk about it, and we want people to do this. We want people to get in there and, and talk about it. And I'm fine with that if they say, look, we don't, we're not huge soccer fans, but it looks like this is a big deal. Some people are saying he's a little too old. Now I'm all right. But yo, you come in here and you try to act like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You make us look bad. Yeah. We already get it enough from every other fan in the world. Our own people got to be doing this to us. You know what y'all did? Y'all kanye this whole situation. <laughs> you totally. You kanye right? the MLS. You made a scene, right? And somebody, and we're the ones that have to stand up, out of, get up out of our cubicles, and put you in your place. Yeah. Okay? You are a disappointment. You right? are a disappointment. And from the pulpit and the, and the way you can speak, from the uh, ability you have and the audience you have, yeah. you made us all look bad. Yeah. Boom. Done. Done. <laughs> Roast <Roasted>. finished. <laughs> Roasted. Uh, all right. So, look, but we just had to get that off our chest. A couple other things. FC Cincinnati, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. The, the announcement should be out. Uh, they, they will be the next MLS franchise. Yeah, I think Don Garber's on his way to Cincinnati, so that could only mean one thing. He either really loves chili on the pasta. <laughs> or imagine or, it, or, he's like, I got to go book a flight to deliver bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going. <laughs> I'm saying it right to their face. I, I break up face to face. Yeah, I don't text nobody. Everybody gather in a room. I'm going to walk in and just, yeah, you got Garber. <laughs> in a cloud of smoke. Uh, so that might be happening soon. Uh, uh, a couple Shouts of- to them if they do. Word is that their logo, their sponsor, their shirt sponsorship, which is a health company, uh, will be the largest comparable to uh, Atlanta United's. Okay. Uh, I also do know that they, they're the, the team sponsor, their kits are made by Nike, so that they, they'll have to drop that. And yeah, uh, dro- going, drop the check. Uh, going to Adidas. Then I got to go to Adidas. You Adidas. got. You want to. You want to join the. You want to join the. You know the. You want to get. You can't wear them colors around here, cuz. <laughs> I said you want to be a made man. You yeah. gotta. Come on, son. You gotta get on the. You Don't know. Show up in that suit ever again. <laughs> uh, the U.S. also. Uh, Play Bolivia. Play Bolivia. The they kids ha- look good. The kids, uh, the kids are all right, as everybody's uh, yeah. uh, been saying. Uh, and it was entertaining. I watched this game, and uh, it was exciting to see. Yeah, uh, to, uh, honestly, for me, Timothy Weah, who I've watched a couple PSG games, and he's gotten some minutes, and yeah. uh, being seeing he looks great, seeing a guy, uh, you know, be able to 
a play with Cavani, uh, aka Justin Hawk, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, knowing that he's going to be playing on you know on our men's national team, it's just great to see. And he got and he got his uh, first uh, goal for the Zimmerman men's national team. Zimmerman Walker Zimmerman uh, scores. Dude, Sergeant. Just Sergeant doing uh, the Benzema, doing the Benzema, Every, do the Benzema, do hey. the Benzema. <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, the Bolivian goalkeeper clearly did not watch the Champions League final. Uh, and uh, let's also say we were playing against Bolivia. Some of these players look like they were way out of position. <laughs> sure, there were moments where I'm like, I don't think they've ever played this sport before. There's a lot of good players though. There's a couple players that are on MLS teams. The Bolivian players. Yeah, Bolivian players. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah, there's a couple of good ones out there. Uh, well, they... It, when I was watching the game, I know they say, like, play the kids for the U.S. team, but I feel like uh, the Bolivian team played the toddlers. They felt... They looked very, very yeah, young. Very young. <laughs> uh, and you know who is a kid but doesn't look young at all? Keaton Parks. What has that boy seen in his life? <laughs> he, has, like, he has the Barco disease, where yeah. he's just like an old... Damn, a young son. old... Like a young old man. Keaton Parks looks like a detective who's <laughs> retiring in two years. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Been through a lot, you know? Yo, what's happening at Ben? Fika. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but it's good to see that they played well. Uh, it, it was important that they won, right? Because if they would have, if they were playing against, you know, Bolivia and Herzegovina, it might have been a different <laughs> result, right? So I'm glad. It's another country, <laughs> Bolivia and Herzegovina. You've all seen it on the map. Everyone has a globe at home, right? Because we know how the other Bosnia Herzegovina uh, <laughs> game went. Uh, so. Uh, but it wasn't any, and a lot of people. But the kids played better against Bolivia than the adults played against Trinidad and Tobago. So there was a lot. The, the tweet storm was definitely about like, yo, this team would have won in Trinidad. Hundred percent. Hundred. Hundred percent. So uh, a couple other things that uh, before we get to our interview, another slap. You want to talk slap. about that. So uh, yeah, look, this we, one was a vicious slap. We won't have uh, uh, too much time to talk about. Yeah, we got a big interview, so we can't go over all the games this week. Yeah, but we'll uh, if you guys are really into it, maybe we'll do like a maybe we'll do like an Instagram live and go over what we thought of some of the games. Maybe or yeah, we'll at make the end some of the week. time. So the. The a couple things that happened in a, a couple games. First, let's let's talk about the uh, Samuel Samuel Armenteros, uh, Portland Timbers forward, num- taking over that. Uh, team. We got there's another 99 on the block. Yeah, right? wow. <laughs> so Armenteros wow. Armenteros coming for Armenteros <laughs> for the like, two nines. Who has the crown? <laughs> I want it <laughs> with the with the John Strong haircut too. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Uh, Armenteros scored uh, what is, I mean, one of the better, one of the best. He only scores worldies. Yeah, That's it. That dude's never going to have an easy. One of the better goals uh, I've ever seen in MLS. I mean, you usually don't get to see. That's the world. That's that's a world. Okay. Yeah, that's not. Let's not say that that was the best we've ever seen in MLS. That's the best we've seen ever in a few not the best that's one of okay that's fair i'm i'm comfortable with that yeah. right i just i i i know you know some europeans listening to this are like what what did he say anything positive about major league soccer no thank you don't so- you dare <laughs> how dare you so uh but the goal was uh was incredible we also have to point out what and we talked about this what last week two weeks ago tim howard is checked out I don't. I don't know if it's the back line. I don't know if he is not talking to his center backs. I don't know if there's a, just a, a complete lack of communication with He's him. He's Sunday leaguing right now. He looks uninterested. He there was a goal 
One of the goals that he gave up where, where he he slapped the ball away and to to just a perfectly fine header to yeah. like a, a Timbers player. I'm like the dude seems completely out of focus seems uninterested uh I mean, and, you, and this and is a and this is not fair i'm like i maybe i'm look you call and you tell it's I, not fair to make him play on colorado <laughs> this is not his fault you don't think it's his fault no. I, I think it's partly his fault i get fault. that he's checked out but yo is anyone else checked in <laughs> yeah maybe it, it, it's a i don't know if i can't tell if it's a team issue or if it's a tim howard issue that's my uh oh, a, a, team, a team a team howard, howard issue is one of the issues <laughs> on that team yeah it, he it, deserves None of the blame. It's looking, uh, it's looking bad. And what's he supposed to play the way he did against Belgium every week? That'd be cool in MLS. That'd be really nice. It's not fair. It'd be nice if he did that. It's not fair. It's not <laughs> fair to him. Uh, but the goal from Admonteros was uh, pretty incredible. I mean, and, and there was that the comparison of, of the Dennis Bergkamp goal, uh, which I had. Uh, I posted it on Twitter. Right. We. But he also had. He also had like a another. He had the dope header, and he also had the uh, assist on Valeri's goal. Armenteros is doing it all. Yeah, and now the concern is like, should he be starting over Adi? Yes, uh, and uh, you, he is, he's the hot he's the hot foot. A lot of people are saying, <laughs> I'd love to see him and Adi start together, which is like the safe. That's the, the that's the Portland way to hedge your bets right there. <laughs> that's the well. I can't be mean if I say both of them. At well, the same it's time. interesting, right? Because we see. Uh, with with Latan and, and Ola Kamara, and they they're having a they're having a rough time uh, playing together, right? Yeah. And then and in the last two games, the, the, when he was red carded, when Zlatan was red carded, and then and the game that the following game match that he missed, what happened? LA Galaxy won both of those games. Yeah. So now we're asking the question: uh, Do we need Zlatan in in this lineup to begin with? No, you don't. And yes, you're better with uh, Armenteros versus Adi. And they so and they were also by so, the way trade Adi. Go get your money's worth. You got Armenteros now. You good, son? Wow, that's, I mean, that's a bold statement. I don't know how I don't know how John Strong will feel about Piatti's that. He's on the trade <laughs> block. We've been calling it for weeks, and now he's on the trading block. So come on, son. Okay. So listen uh, to me. There were uh, there were a couple other um, controversial <coughs> uh, moments in uh, in a couple other games, uh, but we, th- this game was nil nil. But uh, uh, Sporting Kansas City against uh, Colorado. They, uh, I'm uh, sorry, against Columbus. Uh, I think Sporting Kansas City was listening to like reggae, like like hardcore dance hall reggae <laughs> in the locker room because someone came out and slapped somebody, <laughs> and that's some shit. <laughs> that like, yo, they were like listening to a Jamaican woman complain about her boyfriend, and he was like, <laughs> he was so amped up. He's like, yo, I will slap somebody. I will slap somebody. So it, it really was. Uh, look, and more the, the the controversy is not even the the slap in itself from from Christian Martinez. Uh, but the the two there were two calls right. There was a red card I- issued to Feder- uh, Federico Iguain, and uh, and then there was the the slap on on Tinovic, uh by Martinez. But the, the issue with the Mar- the Iguain goal and the reason it got a little bit more attention than usual is because uh, a couple other players chimed in about video review. Right uh, when Iguain right. made the challenge, uh, which some people didn't think was a red card, I studs up. Said that I mean, didn't it, get the player done. Yeah. Same thing happened to uh, what's the dude over? I think it was uh, Philly. Somebody Markovic, something like that. Somebody got a red card for studs up. Didn't get the ball at all. I don't remember, but the but watching it, the the main issue that people had an, uh, a problem with LAFC, by the way, was the fact that the that the referee didn't call anything at the time, and he and he was at a bad angle. He probably he couldn't see it, uh, but. 
I, I know Michael Parkhurst was frustrated with the fact, like, why didn't why didn't the referee make a call? Yeah, uh, you know why why let something like that just go? So it, it, it's more. Th- this is what it, it's raising, uh, and the same thing with the the slap with uh, on Tanovic that. People are suggesting, and I kind of feel this way too, that ref, the referees are relying too much on video review and not not calling things on the field because they know that they have that the eye is watching. And I don't know. It's that they know and they feel like, well, we'll just get it on video. I think it's that they're afraid to make a bad call. And I think maybe this counts against them career-wise. Yeah. If the VAR overturns their call, but now it is. It's like that Big Brother effect of like, well, then don't do anything because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's affecting how matches are refereed, and I think how the game is played. And I, and I'm I've for the most part in in when video review was introduced, I felt fine it uh, was like it was introduced in the middle of the year well yeah this is but like we were okay with it even though some people feared that this might happen not specifically this but like oh they're they're gonna call it differently because there's always a chance they could just go watch the video and to some degree those guys are right yeah that is definitively happening and it's very much affecting how the game uh, feels I think as a player as a viewer uh, the, the the issues with inconsistency uh, it, it's I, it was the first time I was on the you know get rid of VAR until it's fixed which is like probably not going to happen but it watching these games and seeing how uh, some of these calls are made or non calls are made like how does how does nothing happen to Christian Martinez he nothing there no, was no gonna, call there's going to be disciplinary shit to happen after this he's but, probably going to miss a couple games but video review is built in and made for things like if they see something like that. Say something, right? Yeah. Say something to the ref. Uh, you know, the MTA has it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See some, say something. <laughs> so, and so, by the way, I don't want to pile on NFL, but I guarantee you he misses more games than an NFL player would if he did what he did to Sinovich, if an NFL player did that to his wife. So, and both got caught on video. <laughs> yes. How about that? Yes, it happened to Ray Rice, so we know. That's what I'm trying to talk about. <laughs> so, getting sued. Uh, but a, a kind of a, I mean, it's it's fair to say like, uh, uh, it's absurd, right? That yeah. uh, that he didn't that that the, the video review didn't even come into play, and there was no uh, uh, penalty or or, or or consequence for for Martin for, yeah, for, I mean, for straight up. I mean, and he and he cocked his arm back. He really yeah, he went, went all the way back. He went in. Elbow was, came first. Yeah, definitely. It was a, a Real Housewives of yes. any city slap. But this is like, like a Real Housewife who they're related. You know what I mean? Like this shit is deep. Like yeah. something happened between these two back yeah. in the day. I don't know what. It was bad. So like when when it's when, when we're when we're seeing games refereed in that manner, then you're like, all right, well, is the referee even even in control. It's right. a video you, referee even in, right. in some control. Do you know this is happening? I think we see it. without without video review, it requires a, a referee to be a, a, a bit more confident and strong in every call that they make, the way they communicate with players. There's like this, that that uh, main, main authority that affects how you referee the game just the fact that you are omnipotent in, in to, to some extent and also you need to you need to say like this is how i'm going to call this game and that's it like yeah. yes this is a foul no that's not same thing with balls and strikes everyone has their own zone in baseball it's up to the official to call it a and i think way. video I like review that's what we should be doing and i think video review is muddying those waters of like how referees know how to do their job and like and and like the strategy i'm like because it's, it's such a psychological game because you have to like you have to communicate with players you have to tell yeah, them 
so players to, need to know that, yeah, I'm going to call this. No, I'm not going to call that. You can't just, yeah. you know, all of a sudden be like, no, nah, that's not a foul today. Yeah, it, it's uh, a shame. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I, I, I just, you know, there were a couple, it's week after week where, where it's happening a little too much where it, it's getting to the point where it's actually affecting uh, how, the, uh, how I enjoy watching the game. So, uh, just, a, just a tad disappointing. So, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, a bunch of other, a couple interesting results. NYCFC, I know. Uh, they lost to Houston. They lost to Houston, and uh, that game was. Why are we even talking about it? Well, we're talking about Vieira it. Vieira is on his way yes. uh, to Nice. Which is like, and <laughs> by the way, a lot of people in the league were forgetting this week. Uh, Kai Kamara forgetted twice. Forget, forgetted, which was incredible. I wrote a couple more down here. Miram, Miram forgetted, even though he tried to Tommy Mac. He got forgetted. A lot of people forgetting out there. But no one forgetting more than forget, my friend. Yeah, he, I was uh, really disappointing. Yeah, NYCFC probably should have gotten a result out of this. And they, uh, you know, Villa, Villa's goal was, was, oh my God, it was incredible, man. It's just like once in a while, uh, you see why he is who he is. And why he's in this league, and 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 then the fact that he can nail strikes like that, uh, you just it's just as a fan, I think as a, just a fan of soccer, fan of American soccer, it's just a it, like it's a, it's a blessing to get to just see uh, shots like that, and, yeah. and, and so it was incredible. But forget one on one. I mean, what, just what like, did you expect from forget? You thought he was going to score? It really is. What do you work for TMZ? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe he's old and and really, he should be retiring. I don't know. Forget's like he's like. Now we're going to start their own team. <laughs> uh, he got a beard. Send him to Colorado. Done. So, yeah. Uh, so, well, tough result for, for NYCFC. Uh, but uh, TFC losing again. Seattle, least goal scored in the league. <laughs> they're having. What uh, is happening in Seattle? We love you, Seattle. What's happening out uh, there? Chicago and Orlando had a great game. Get tied uh, with a monster free kick. And But the boy, Alan Gordon. Uh, does what he does. does. And doing it from outside the box this time. Also, don't you dare put him in before the 90th minute. <laughs> Just don't, because that's when that boy turns on. <laughs> he scored that one earlier than usual. It was yeah. around the 80th. I'm no, like, it was like, I think it was like 91st minute. No, no, it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that late. No, it wasn't, sure? I saw the game. It was like the 80th. It was like oh, around 80th, 81st. That's not uh, fair. Yeah, it's, it's, I, was, I was just like, yo, who scored that? Nah, man. Something, I think they announced it with 10 minutes left in the game. Opta's wrong. You know, something's wrong. So they made a mistake. Oh, that's what I mean. I meant 80th, by the way. I said 90th. I meant 80th. All right. Okay, sure. I, I mean, at least the listeners. I wasn't wrong. Every was listener wrong knew that. 100%. <laughs> well, when I say numbers, you guys know not to pay attention. Numbers and names. Um... So yeah, uh, Rebels and Philly uh, nil nil uh, draw. Vancouver and England. Uh, Vancouver can't. They they oh, to share it with a hat trick, and you still yo. By the way, Kai Kamara. Why? Yes, yes, I saw this. <laughs> Completely open goal. How did he send it back the other way? He Latif blessing. <laughs> you did. He forget it and blessing at the same he la- time. He Latifed harder than Latif yeah, did, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Even Latif was like, "Damn, son, don't he take was, my shot." It was it was a Breck Shay yes. slow shot, but yes. he Latifed it. Wow. He Latifed the Breck. And the whole thing was forgetting. <laughs> you forget it while Latifing a Breck. So we, all right, there's a, there's a whole new slew of verbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you, I right. hope everybody brought <laughs> notebooks to this podcast. <laughs> all right, so do your homework because there will be a quiz. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've never seen someone Latif a Breck while forgetting. That was, it was incredible. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, M- M- MLS was, uh, was entertaining. There's a week. lot of games. There's a lot of cool games. If you really want us to break them all down, let us know. We'll do an Instagram live. Yeah. But we got a huge. We interview got a huge interview that we have up. to absolutely get 
to. Uh, John Strong and Stu Holden of Fox Sports. They are going they're to going to Russia. They're going to Russia. They are part of Mueller's investigation. <laughs> they can't. Oh, into they're the, not. No, they're not. But. Oh. Is it in Mueller? Is it Mueller? <laughs> I think it's Thomas Mueller. That's Thomas. all. That's the only Mueller that's involved. Thomas Mueller and Joachim Lowe are going to be investigating how easy it is going to be for them to win the World Cup. But they're going to the World Cup. They're going to be representing America out there because none of our players can do it. And uh, it's an absolute honor for us to be able to interview them on this podcast. So why don't we do that right after this? Hey, we just want to break into your podcast uh, with this little message. Without giggling, with Alexis. little message <laughs> from our very strong and virile customer. Uh, hymns. hymns, everybody. Well, we, you, we, we talked about them uh, last month, yeah. and, and they are back. Uh, Maybe you went out and got the product, and now you got a lot more hair, and your dick works. <laughs> but if it still don't... You, that's why we're here, and that's yeah. why you listen to this podcast. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe your hair's real stiff. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. and your balls are hairy. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is we don't know how to talk about serious <laughs> situations. Guys, here's what you want. A lot of people suffer this. Look, you don't want to go to the doctor for it. You don't want to be known for going to the doctor for this. You don't want to go get those pills at the pharmacy. You reach out to hims, go to forhims.com. They're gonna send you this stuff discreetly. It's gonna help you out with your hair loss. It's gonna help you out with uh, your erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I said that without giggling because yo, it is a very serious issue. Um, and if you want that, you get a percentage of how much are these guys saving? Uh, look, if you sign up at forhims.com slash cooligans ed what you will <laughs> you can sign up why is that the name you you can start your subscription just for five dollars five bucks five bucks and and five bucks only five dollars and you can start it'll be like a whole new life okay it's a whole new life you're gonna have hair you're gonna no. ladies are gonna be like yo I love the hair. I also love what's going on downstairs. <laughs> Yo, you already, already wow. <laughs> wow. All I did was touch all your beautiful new hair. <laughs> and now you are at full salute, my, yes. my good man. So there's a, look, a lot of people suffer from this stuff. And look, and with with, with hymns, you can, you're going to be dealing with real doctors. You, real people. Okay, real people that are medical consultants that will help you with real, with, with real medicine. Absolutely. So make sure, go to for him. Yeah, this isn't like, we're not like shipping this from China, yo. This is like real doctors. <laughs> you're not you're not skyping with an intern. You're gonna yeah. go. You're gonna real doctors are gonna help you out. If this is a problem for you, all jokes aside, why not go get it treated? Both yeah. of these, you can get help now. So go to forhims.com slash cooligansed. That is perfect. Um, we can't forget that promo code. <laughs> no, no, neither can our significant others. <laughs> so go to uh, forhims.com slash cooligansed. You're gonna start your plan for five dollars only. Get that hair right. Get that dick right. Forhims.com slash Cooligans E.D. Hi, this is Mike Coscarelli from Anxiety Now. And Andrea Allen from the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We just launched the brand new OG Podcast Network and wanted to let you know that you can hear ours and other great shows by going to ogpodcastnetwork.com. Also, be sure to follow the network on social media to keep up to date with new shows, videos, and live events. That's at OG Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can subscribe to your favorite OG podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back! Welcome back! And Come on! Huh? Not only am I uh, excited, I'm, I'm, I, I like. I part of me feels like I shouldn't be allowed to be amongst such like almost like soccer royalty. Well, I told you, you could be around me whenever you want. <laughs> okay, you don't cool. have to talk about me. That <laughs> but way. yeah, so uh, outside of you, I'm. Oh, uh, you mean these guys? Uh, these guys. Oh, okay. I'm so excited that they're here. Uh, not only am I just a uh, uh, fans of them. I mean, they they really are, are starting to become the 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 voice of America. 
American soccer for b- both of them. Uh, so please, everyone, welcome to the show of Fox Sports, the men that are on their way to Russia and it has nothing to do with collusion. They're going to go mess up their election. <laughs> they can't make eye contact because they work for Fox. I said that. Put your hands together for Stu Holden and John Strong, everybody. Yeah. John and Stu. Thank I thought you were going to say Robin Alexi there for a second. It's John Strong's, John <laughs> Strong's first appearance on The Cooligans. This is the first Cooligans He's appearance. pretty excited. That, yeah. yeah. Mostly to get revenge on when I roasted <laughs> so, him last yeah, time. I'll, so. I'll, pick, I'll pick my moment. I'll pick my moment. We, Don't worry. I, look, I, I'm not going to put it all on Stu. I think we all kind of had a little fun. Uh, so the last time when we, we met at MLS Cup uh, and we were talking about the call after uh, Michael Bradley scored the goal against Mexico at the Azteca. And we had a little fun because John Strong's voice got, it, it reached the you peak. You didn't know we, I had that range. We know. Did you? <laughs> but also, now that you're here, we want to congratulate you on reaching, uh, what's that What's that called when you're a teen? Puberty. 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 <laughs> wow. I, I can finish your punchline for you today if you need. That's I fine. I swear. I was going to say bot mitzvah. I'm like, that does not sound right. <laughs> you're 0 for 2 on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did make a, a couple jokes at, at your expense, and you weren't there to really defend yourself. Which is uh, the way we like to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not surprised. But can we, can we also clarify that we ended it saying it was an epic goal call? I will say it this. I, I am as embarrassed by that call as by any I've done. I can give you a 10-minute explanation of exactly why it happened. However, in saying that, I got more positive feedback from people for that than maybe for anything else I've done. I mean, even I got an email from Arlo the next day, dude, that was epic. You know, so so that's the irony is sometimes the things that we're like, oh my gosh, that was the worst ever, people seem to love. So that's where I've learned to to yeah, enjoy it and embrace it. And it was that was a boy that was like four <laughs> years ago, wasn't it, by the way? Was it really? It feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we remember that time we didn't moving forward? Yeah, remember that alive. time we didn't qualify for the World <laughs> yeah, Cup? I hope, uh, no, I don't. Wasn't on our watch. <laughs> they got results in the games that we did. They huh? did, yeah. You make a good point though because like perfection is boring you know what i mean if you get it right every time that doesn't really do anything that doesn't it's why i'm the, the most entertaining broadcaster <laughs> but yeah, the lack the of perfection yeah a, a couple uh maybe about two months ago three months ago we were we played in uh, uh the nycfc they had a 24-hour marathon game I that, I, yeah. Yeah, I saw, yeah. and we played and i scored a goal i wasn't gonna score i'm Alex not a soccer wasn't player score, so you may look at me and think i'm a soccer <laughs> player but I'll be you didn't want to steal the glory from the other people hey, yeah, very no, I, did, I actually did because i said as soon as he scores i'm gonna celebrate and what I did is, as a fat guy, you got to do something big, right? So I put a sandwich <laughs> in my back pocket, and I took it out during the goal celebration. Nice. And yes. I ate the sandwich. And then all the cameras Viral. switched to me <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Everyone's like, over here, over here. So I had to keep biting the sandwich, and the game kept going. And they're like, hurry up. I'm like, no, this is a bad game, guys. I'm going to die. <laughs> so far, the point is, far from perfection. That's yeah, what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> my technique was perfect uh, uh, for sandwiches. All right, so let's get started with the fact, like, you guys, both of you guys are going to the World Cup. I, I you, Both of you have not been to the World Cup before. Not I, a men's World Cup. The men's World as Cup. A, well, as, I mean, not as a broadcaster. Not as a broadcaster, correct. I play yeah. Women's World Cup. Is there yeah. any... Uh, Anxiety, nervousness about. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> the, uh, listen, the, the, the honest answer is that from the turn of the year, I would have daily, uh, not an anxiety attack, but like a rush of genuine anxiety. And in the last couple of weeks, it has shifted, and I'm not sure how or why, but it shifted to more excitement. But 100%, I mean, listen, this is the biggest thing that I could possibly do as a soccer broadcaster is call a World Cup. So you're darn right that I'm going to have nerves and, and anxiety and all these things. So what I've tried to do is turn that around to now just, you know, enjoy it, embrace it, have some fun. Don't let it get to me. Cause, and he's experienced this next to me. I have let the anxiety and the nerves of big games or big tournaments get to 
to me in a bad way in the last couple of years. And so that's one of the big things I've actually worked on is trying to get myself in a better mental place for the sake of, you know, this is this is climbing Mount Everest for me. This is this is yeah, terrifying yeah. and exhilarating at the same time. So trying to have more the exhilarating side of it and less the, the terrifying side. People don't think about that. You know, most people think of like the stress the players are under, the stress the coaches are under. People don't think about the commentators. You know, they don't sure. think about the commentators and everyone else. And, and not that anyone, I mean, listen, you don't need to have sympathy for me. This is the greatest thing I get to do. <laughs> it's amazing. But absolutely, as someone who has spent my entire life wanting to be a broadcaster, someone who spent my entire life as a soccer fan, getting to call a World Cup is the greatest thing I could possibly be doing. So there's absolutely going to be an emotional reaction there. As I said, that's the the trick is to be able to just put all that aside and realize, oh my God, what an incredibly fun special opportunity I get to have. And and I get to do it with one of my best friends. And I get to have a, a friend of mine that I've known since middle school. He'll be on my right. Eric, my friend since middle school, will be on my left. I, uh, Shaw, who's been my producer for six years now, is behind me. Like I, I have these great people around me. So they're going all the nerves now. Now yeah. they're all gone. And I'll drink a little bit before each game. It'll be That's great. Perfect. <laughs> it's interesting because, like, usually with this large of a platform, like the players usually use that opportunity to kind of be more expressive and do uh, do things and because they know it's like a bigger stage. So, like, I would love sandwich to see, eating. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see John Strong with like a, a, a Pogba design in his hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe we'll on the see. opening segment of our first game, you can pull can out a, a sandwich in the next two weeks. How does that work? Please, that would be awesome. <laughs> and Sue, why? What is it's your take on uh, how do you? I don't know if you feel similarly to John. Yeah, going on the other yeah. side of the uh, camera, if you will. I think I think having had my experience as a player and having played in the World Cup, to you know, those nerves going into doing that, it it took me a while to experience that same kind of the the butterflies. I think from from doing broadcasting, but it wasn't until I think I I remember it was the U.S. Mexico game, uh, the one in the Rose Bowl that we did. It was kind of my first big game that I had done, and we're about to go on camera, and I had this little the butterflies back, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of nervous right now. Like this is, it felt like a big moment. And that's why I say I love this job because it does provide that, that, that set, that rush that you got from playing. It's never going to replicate playing, but I think in many senses, I haven't felt that, that same type of nerves towards the world cup a, because we've had about 300 games in the last you know year and yeah, a half yeah. in the lead up to it. Um, I, I don't think that will be for me until I get there. I, I don't just the way I operate. I don't think about stuff that far ahead of time. It's not till I think probably we're going to go on camera for the first time in Russia for our first game where I'm going to be like, oh, this is the World Cup. And you feel the energy. And, and that's what I always fed off of as a player was feeling the energy in the crowd and teammates. And that that's what I love the most. That's what made me perform at my best. So I think when I get in those situations, it kind of that that instinct kicks in of what I've done my entire career. So to say I'm not nervous is is a complete lie. But to say that I've I've been thinking about this for the last two years of what this is going to be right now, I, I, I definitely haven't. Yeah, I mean, if somebody tries to two foot you, it's this guy. You well, know. I, yeah, it's, if Johnny Evans you. comes out of the tribunal, I mean, uh, then I might get a, a panic attack. Yeah, are you know when you played, you were probably quarantined for much of the World Cup, and you know you guys are kept solo and separate from everyone and trying to stay focused. Are you now that you guys are you know calling the game? Are you going to have a little bit more freedom? Are you going to be able to go out and experience a Russia? Absolutely not. <laughs> we'll experience uh, Russia in a different way. Actually, John said it earlier today, so I'm just going to steal his line. But uh, we legit for the first the group stages of the tournament we are going to be either at a game traveling towards a game or preparing for a game I mean there, there's going to be no rest for us at all in the group stage I mean we'll be doing something every single day during that period so we won't really get to experience Russia and, and you're right in South Africa we were legitimately in a compound that we didn't yeah. leave for six weeks and you didn't get out you went with security the one day we went to go golfing we had a secret service team that would have to 
scour the hole before we would play it and then we would play the hole and then they would do the next hole to make sure that you know we were safe there it seemed very ridiculous and one secret serviceman i will tell you did get the job of being the beer cart guy very <laughs> nice good we, were, we were allowed to just relax with a couple beers and uh, he was the guy that was like well, hey we need a beer guesses on who was part of this foursome later yeah, <laughs> yeah. are you is there one country you guys are do you know what games are going to call yet we do okay. yeah we have our group state schedule and then obviously the knockout but we'll be, like you said, I, we'll, we'll be either calling a game or on an airplane or both every single day of the tournament because I think it's the same thing at the knockout stage is every day that we physically can be at one of these stadiums based on the logistics of travel, we'll be there. What are you guys doing, like flashcards, like index cards, and like this player? Yeah, well, John, I seen you, you, you post on uh, on Twitter occasionally. I think you like your like. Yeah, no, I've done system. So we'll, we're doing nine games in the group stage. We see Argentina twice, so that's seventeen teams. I've done my notes for seven of them. I did Spain yesterday before the U.S. Bolivia game. I'll do Portugal later today. I'll do I think Croatia tomorrow because they've named twenty four players. That's a big part of it. Is the I know teams. who's the one guy who's not going to make it? Croatia is easy. Just end anything in itch. I've got one right now. And that's what's helped us, the teams that have announced their rosters a little bit early. But trying to get that done, because once a tournament starts, you can't prep in between games. Nah. So doing the heavy lifting now, working around the margins once you're there. Um, but like you said, it, 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 the, the turnaround is quick, the travel. And it's not like it's anyone who travels around the U.S. It's the same thing. It's a two to three hour airplane ride. Uh, there's no pre-check in Russian airports. You know, you're, you're, you have a duffel with you every day. So it can take a whole chunk out of the day, those types of things. So being able to do the work now has been key. And that's what's been tough the last couple of weeks is you're trying to do your World Cup prep. We got MLS. We got the Champions League final. Uh, we had the U.S. game last night. So now that that's through, it's more of a direct runway yeah. now to be able to... By the same token, not lock ourselves away in a bunker and prep because, you know, we've both got families, we've got kids, you're going to be gone for 40 days. So you try to balance all those things that once you get there, then it's showtime. But listen, by the same token, though, I would not want to have days off. I'm at a World Cup. I want to be going to these games. You know what I mean? I don't want to be sitting around yeah, in Moscow. That's what we told our bosses. Like, what museum should I visit today? So that, that's We said that, though, part. didn't we? When, yeah. when, the, when they did the draw, and we Day said before to our the bosses, draw, I sent an like, email. stick us on any yeah. possible game we can be on. We For sure. Be and they did. Don't worry. Just the, <laughs> absolute, just consummate professionals, because I think we, we are prepping for the, this interview right now as we speak. <laughs> <I'm looking down>. <laughs> <laughs> Both of your Wikipedias are awesome. <laughs> exactly. Let's go through. Are you on the pro gamer section for me right now? I did want to ask just... Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of questions about it, but just uh, we haven't uh, gotten sort of like the announcer and, and commentator perspective on the fact that the United States is uh, the, the men's national team is not uh, in this World Cup. Is there a uh, a bit of bitterness or sadness the fact that you you won't be able to be calling games with the with the U.S. men's national of team? Out there? Yes, <laughs> of course there is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we're uh, both of us. I mean, I remember being up in the middle of the night in 2002. I remember being in a, in a bar on the edge of campus in 2006. I remember hosting a bunch of viewing parties when I was at a, working at the radio station in Portland in 2010. Of course, it, it's devastating. It was devastating in October. It's even worse now. There's no doubt about that. But it, this seems like a contradiction, but it's not. By the same token, it does not take away your excitement for the World Cup. You know, and, and if anything, one of the unintended consequences is that, let's say for the sake of argument, the U.S. was playing on the third day of the tournament. Well, now we don't get to call Portugal against Spain because we got to be in place in that city where the U.S. is playing the day before. So in that regard, we get the best of the World Cup. But of, of course, that that's 
calling U.S. games at a World Cup is the one chance you get as a soccer announcer to get that sort of Sunday night football type audience. Now, we might still get it by the end of the tournament for the final. Well, I think no one knows exactly how that's going to pan out. But you're upset about it. There's emotions. Of course there is uh, as fans, but also as someone who, who loses out slightly on a professional opportunity. And we don't know. Qatar 2022 who knows if I'm going to be there if he's going to be there what's going to happen so bring your own air conditioner but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it'll but be right. the winter it'll be like yeah. at least three degrees cooler yeah. Yeah. Only but it doesn't 27 wow. yeah. you know they you should bring in the, though, they should yeah. bring in the cool again yeah like, alright that's it puns always get a clap oh, on good this this is what I have to deal with see John doesn't normally laugh he just gold John you gotta deal with gold John a lot of times he recognizes my jokes and he'll just be like I'll, I, he won't laugh and he'll just he won't even recognize them have the, or acknowledge them half the time and then I'll go to say it again he goes oh no I heard you yeah. <laughs> I just chose not to acknowledge I'll laugh you. when you start making jokes yeah you're fine you know what's funny actually John is such a consummate professional which again we're not so when, when you laugh John you go off mic or you laugh silently to not ruin what other person's yeah. speaking no we're comics let it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I've learned to do is how to how to breathe and cough and everything else off mic. Yeah, 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 it's a genius how you do it because I was sometimes we work with these like radio studios and there's cough buttons and I'm like, what do these do? And I don't realize as I'm talking, I'm, the button, I'm yeah. going in and out. I mean, I've learned how to breathe without making noise. Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. I'd be a great ninja. Not me, as a fact guy, you hear it all when I breathe. Um, you have to study up, John, on a lot of the names and stuff. You're more of the color commentator, right? You're more of the sort hasn't of done anything. Right, you don't have to. Do no, that, I don't right? study it's, at all. This is our relationship. I'm the guy who kind of does a, a lot the of the preparation. He shows up. Yeah, that's uh, the number six in Portugal. It's a good player. I know. Wow, look at what this guy's wearing. Yeah. But he's tucked inside. Yeah, he's doing really well on the right. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually the biggest misconception when it comes to analysts in that, you know, the prep that goes into to being good, I think, to be able to, to prepare yourself to do the work ahead of time. Because I know when I've done the work that I need to do to do the game, the game feels so much easier for me. I know what to expect. I know what I'm looking for. I know why something is happening because of the way that a team has played. So in reality... I find myself watching more soccer than I have in my life. The good thing is I love doing it, and I've I've always watched the game. You have players that don't watch the game, and as soon as training is done, they go home. They they're with their families. They don't turn on soccer for a second. I was the guy that went home and I watched. You know, on on a Sunday, I would watch the three games in the Premier League. I would do, watch then Spanish league, and then I'm watching you know MLS at night. You know, I, yeah. I would watch it all day long. So I think that helps. But the amount of prep that goes into that, and the amount of hours you spend watching film and and doing the you know the background on the players, and I try not to get too into the stats and the it, it's good for my context of knowing a player's performance but I, I think that's more when John can do his stuff and get in there and I feel like if I have a great nugget that I want to throw in that I'm probably ruining a times 10 nugget that he has because <laughs> yeah. he would have had that one plus a little bit more and then context of why that happened whereas I would have read it in Opta and been like oh that's a really good stat for me to have yeah. <laughs> and then John's like yeah but you know that happened like three other times back in 1995 and 1998 and I'm like Come on, man. <laughs> Let me have one. Of course I knew that, John. <laughs> but you don't know what the right back's doing right now. <laughs> it's so funny because as as comedians, we watch the games the same. Uh, we have to kind of do some preparation as well. And I'm always telling him, like, hey, watch this game, this game, and this game. But we're looking for humorous moments. We're, like, constantly analyzing. I'm like, all right, this will be yeah. a great joke to bring Formation up. Formation means nothing to us. <laughs> Score means nothing to us. We're comics, so we're trying to find what's funny in it. But, like, we'll watch the games, and we're like, look at this, uh, you know, the, the forward. Or like 
like the wingers are coming up, and I'm like, yeah, but did anyone's pants fall off? <laughs> Come on, highlights. Give me the good. So uh, I I did want to ask John because you did uh, uh you were the announcer for the Portland Timbers for a long time. You Back covered Jeldwin, right? When it was called Jeldwin. Uh, when it was called PGE Park and Jeldwin Field, and it was Civic Stadium. When I, I have was a, a Jeldwin uh, door in my house or window, there I believe. Free. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just uh, just letting you know. <laughs> Not sponsored right, element. Pleasure. I swear. Well, the perks your, your Venmo on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have a lot of uh, Timbers fans who who do listen and are big fans of you. What what is uh, just your take on on this season? I know the start of the season was uh, a little rough, and, and Gio Savarese had had a tough time. But the, the, what is a six game win streak? Six, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they ju- and you just ha- you guys had the call on the the Armenteros goal. The bird camp. The Armenteros camp. Honestly, it's the same as when Caleb Porter took over in 2013. People sort of forget that that they were the first four games they didn't win, and everyone was saying, "I don't think this guy." can do it. He's never coached professionals before. What's wrong with the team? And they end up rattling off, I think, 18 games without a loss. It was like the second longest in-season streak in league history that year, and they finished first in the West. So yes, yeah, so pressure is good. Intensity is good. And that's something in a market like Portland um, that you're going to find that you wouldn't find in some other MLS markets where it would just sort of be you know, a, a pin dropping in silence. But I think it's also credit to Giovanni Savarese. He, he put himself on the line a little bit, you know, and he took some risks with guys he was putting on the field, with guys he was taking off the field, the way the they original. were playing. And I think <laughs> it needed to get going, you know, when, when it did. They were about reaching the limit of when I think he would have had some issues in that locker room. But that being said, it is still a long season, so they're in a good form now. Can they keep that going? Can they stay healthy? All those things. But it's been nice to see because I know you work with, with Savarese um, at a prior network, we won't say. Um, <laughs> but he's a great guy. I think he's a great mind, and, and I'm glad he's having that success, and it's been fun to to see some of the other players step up into it. Um, but it is. That's that's one of the good things about Portland. It's a place that if you're not winning and, and if the fans don't like what they're seeing, they're going to let you know. And that's something I think we need more of in America. Yeah, they'll let you know by uh, singing uh, You Are My Sunshine over and over. Over and that's over. How they, that's how they teach you. <laughs> and that's an example, too, because I could have gone into a big, long story of what that means and the significance of it in Timber Gym and, and the first time back in 2004 you, when yeah, yeah. Sadia Fosh scored a backheel goal on the final day of the season. When And that time was, was we. I was in the Timbers Army. I was in high school then. You know, So so there's there's a lot of those history to yeah, it. Yeah. Otherwise, too, because I've thought of this, too. If, if you created an MLS team in Portland, now let's say Cincinnati, was Portland and you named the team Portland Timbers and you had a dude with a chainsaw as your mascot sawing off a log after goals <laughs> after every and goal. you saying you are my sunshine in the 80th minute of every game people would think that was the most ridiculous nonsense you know affectation of, of craziness ever but the fact that it actually has decades worth of history and roots yeah it's kind of cool so I do find that irony you would never call a team Seattle Sounders or Portland Timbers today you would 100% it would be FC Portland or Seattle United or something like yeah, that so sure. those teams are really our relics of even from in the last five years how we view the creation of of, of teams well, now. We, I mean, we might get Miami Freedom, which people which, which is freaking people out. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I heard their so badge sure is going to be that green smiley emoji that's vomiting. From, <laughs> Did I move uh, far away from the microphone so you couldn't hear my reaction? <laughs> that, that uh, you also played uh, over at Houston Dynamo. Are, do you guys? I know you guys call so many games. You guys focus on so much. You you obviously were a big Timbers fan. You obviously played for Houston. Do you get a chance to sort of be fans ever? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, sometimes yes, but especially when not when I'm calling a game, I, I don't ever feel like a fan. And, it, and that's one of the things I love about being a broadcaster. And you know you've done your job well when after the game, if you check your Twitter and you have fifty percent of the people yelling at you for being a Dynamo fan, and the other. 
50% of the people are yelling at you for being a Portland Timber fan and they're mad that you talked about their team in this way and this one and I'm like perfect I nailed the sweet spot right down the middle it means I've been object- objective <laughs> on both sides because otherwise I mean you're never going to please everyone first and foremost and I legitimately do not have an allegiance to a team I want the Dynamo to do well when I'm calling their game would, do I, would I like to see them advance probably but I'm not going to favor towards them so it's it's interesting but and not that actually affects the result either That's no the it doesn't affect the I, result at all think that it, you know you're being biased so, so like they're going to win now, is it? Right. you know. So some of that gets a bit. Well, distorted. that's not yeah. true because we don't know what's in the officials' ear. It that's actually true. We okay. do have a direct <laughs> yeah. line into that's the us, video yeah. system. The VAR, yeah, instead of the VAR, it's like the announcer. No, yeah. John, Song, John no, Strong we, says that we need Houston right, to win right. this game, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. Stu says that was a penalty, so I got to get yeah. it. To this guy. But, but there seems to be uh, more. Like I always, I felt like when social media uh, started becoming a very popular thing, uh, it, it was meant to like be mean to athletes, right? That was now it's to be mean to everyone. Well, it gives the it gives the person at the home on the couch a voice yeah, yeah, to a direct now, voice right. if you want to me covered in Dorito it, yeah. dust I get to yell about <laughs> a guy yeah. who's been running for 75 minutes yeah. for not running hard enough on that one but pass. now but now it's gotten so niche that now they're they are criticizing the the in uh, the announcers themselves uh, as if it, it's <laughs> equivalent to the play on the field and it requires uh, uh, that uh, same level of like attention which I'm it's like its there's an announcers development academy <laughs> <laughs> I will say if we had beers in front of us instead of microphones I could have a very long conversation about that topic. <laughs> the, the, the shortest answer I will give, though, I have not logged into my Twitter account since January because I got to a point. Part of it was that part of it was some of the other stuff on my timeline that it was just it was making me unhappy. And what that's yeah. not going to make me you telling me that you think I mispronounce such and such his name. And I, that makes me the worst announcer ever. <laughs> that's not going to make me better at my job. So I, I, I just I have a new fake sort of stalker Twitter account that I use to follow the news sources I need and then yeah. occasionally I'll, I'll heckle him. He doesn't know where it's coming from. <laughs> oh, and, man. Um, but I, I just got to a point. See, yeah, this is my like, goal is to find his burner account. <laughs> it so is. If, if you guys account. can help me. This is big news. We will help you. We are now on Ziggy the Schmidt and I share the same login app. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like as American soccer commentators and uh, former soccer player, uh, all, especially all those of us who try to help perpetuate American soccer culture, we get a lot of stuff from overseas. In particular, recently, well, one of the announcers called it a kick save. David James in yeah. Salt Lake City. And I made fun of that at our Bundesliga game the, the week then after. Then you made fun of it. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of shit. We can say that because we can curse on the <laughs> We got a lot of shit from Europe. Shit. And all of a sudden, it's like, the guy kicked the ball and he saved it. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden, the tradition of soccer means nothing to this country. Do you guys ever feel the pressure to have to be perfect? I don't feel the that stuff upsets me because it not as much like I, I could possibly not care less what anyone in Europe thinks. I don't need someone that lives in England to to give me their stamp of approval. Right. Among other things, it's not my audience. If it's people in America, if it's Americans that sort of are saying you don't know what you're talking about because you're not English, that irks me a little bit. Um, but I've also I've that's that's part of it. I talk about my Zen place and sort of those anxiety moments I've had through the spring. It's getting to a point where I don't care. I, it's it's not a contempt for the audience, but it's like if you're going to get hung up on the pedantry of a kick save or even, even the use of soccer PK, or football yeah. or PK things like that, who cares? if 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 you're going to hang your hat on that, if that's the card you feel you need to play to to make yourself feel superior to everyone else, I just don't have time for it's that. It's like the soccer and football thing. Yeah, you know, it's so it, annoying. It, you just run 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 as well. Just run around in circle. For, yeah, yeah. 
for an hour. You know, it, it's just the same thing. You're one guy's gonna say soccer, one's gonna who cares? And you know what? I entertained him. I grew up, I was born in Scotland and yeah. I grew up with football. You could hear it was, his voice, can't you? Football. Yeah. <laughs> it was football. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I grew up with saying that, and then it became soccer, and then when I went back to the UK, it was football, and then when I'm back here, it's soccer. Who cares? It is the same. Really sport. not. That and and by the, the way, thing. I guarantee you, there's no other country on earth that has this same sort of insecurity and inferiority level. I guarantee you, people in Japan, whether they're fans or commentators or people in Nigeria or people anywhere in South America are worried about these types of things that, that sort of filter their way into our conversation about American soccer culture. But I think we so need to care less, it. though. And that's what I mean. I think, yeah, yeah, totally. We, it, it's, and, because and, Bob and Bradley, maybe, I think Bob Bradley got stuck on a little bit of that when he went yeah. to Swansea. Yeah, and, with the PK um, Almost just, yeah, I just got a little bit defensive about it. And when yeah. instead, and, and Bob is, he's very passionate, he's very prideful, he's he's passionate about our game in the United States, and he's been a big part of that. But I, I just wish he would have just not cared about it, you know. Just, yeah. just let it go. Who, who cares? Don't get sucked in because then they Sky Sports started that parody series. Have you guys seen the Brad, Brad Bobley yeah. coaching academy? And great work. So yeah, it be, I mean, in many ways, he's a legend there. Yeah, now, yeah, so. totally. <laughs> he's got I, his own I, segment. I voted Magnuts a couple times <laughs> last year at the Gold Magnuts, Cup. Yeah. We did Magnets a couple times last year at the Gold Cup. And then our producer uh, got in her ear and goes, "Okay, that's, that's enough, enough Magnets." That's, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wrap with this, and I just want to make sure I get this out because this is my theory on why th there is this, this contention between England. And and America. I, I honestly think there's this fear that American soccer is going to explode part and, of it. and it's going to be more popular than every other league in the world. And I think it's, it's this constantly putting them down so that Wait, they... Or do you think the English have an inferiority complex? <laughs> 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 yeah, that might but be everywhere it. else. It's their game, the did you know? Yeah, they when, took over the world and now own none of it and now you think they're worried about <laughs> us doing it? The, when the U.S. was leading Portugal 3-0 in 2002, the commentator on Italian television said, "This Italy had better win this World Cup because America's going to take over. Now, obviously, it didn't quite happen that way, but I, I do legitimately think that's part of it is a feeling this is the one area where America isn't dominant, where we can sort of have it for ourselves. And in the same way, I think we have that in America where people feel like, I don't want soccer to be too mainstream. It's that band that only I know. Yeah. And those are the types of things that that I'm hopeful that we can do at Fox at this World Cup is is whatever little tempest in a teacup that exists from certain sectors of social media, that we can move past that stuff and say, yeah, we're Americans. We all grew up on this game. We don't have English accents. We don't affect any sort of thing from any other culture. We're creating our own culture and, and sort of get get in this month in Russia to a point where we can ignore these nonsense conversations because they're meaningless anyway. We all know that there's yep. no real relevance to any of it and yet it still is perpetuated and there are still people absolutely that feel that you have to have those types of things to have a, a real sense of authenticity. There's nothing inauthentic about any of us who have grown up in this sport, who live this sport 24-7. We just happen to be in America. It's no different from anywhere else. So maybe that can be something that can come out the other side of this World Cup that we can just sort of shut everybody up or at least get to a point where they're still talking, but no one's listening. To them. Yeah, I just want to add to it. And, and the World Cup becomes the time where our game, and I say our game and like the soccer hardcore fans, it becomes the, the mainstream talking point. And yeah. people are going to be talking about the game that soccer fans tend to get a little bit defensive towards. So they say, why don't we get more mainstream coverage on the big talk shows and on, you know, on, on the herd or, uh, you know, some of these other shows. But then when people talk about 
soccer, they say, well, you don't know the game. You don't know what you're talking about. How dare about. you talk I, about it? You yeah. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't we invite yeah. a lot of these people into the conversation? And, and whether it's the low-hanging fruit of the Ronaldos and the Messis, if that's where you want people to start, we get too defensive about our game and people that don't know the game that, the way that we do, as opposed to bringing those people in the conversation instead of getting on Twitter and yelling at them and saying, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're comparing Bill Belichick to Joachim Love or, you know, yeah. these different things. And I think we always have an opportunity every four years during the World Cup to bring more of those people into the conversation because that is our time to shine and that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to especially with the commitment that you know Fox has made across the board because we are pushing it across all our different platforms and people are talking about it that are probably uncomfortable talking about it but they know that this is going to be this is the world's biggest sporting event and by the way Fox has put a pair of 32 year old Americans as their lead announced team no one else is doing that and, and and so that but that's also that's what the audience for the that's what your audience is it, it's it's sort of young Americans that grew up at a time when soccer was a bigger thing and so that's that's what's fun for us is to be able to really sort of be representative of that generation and go and do it and and sort of say yeah we have just as much right to be doing this as anyone well, else. It's going to be great seeing you two guys in backwards caps on uh, <laughs> and sandwiches being super yeah. cool. Suit that's our new branding. Stand yeah, up we've so been working with shorts. Claudia on our new. I wear shorts and Sochi though because yeah, Sochi yeah. is actually just quite slides. warm. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards Gucci hat. Any well, sponsors out there? Hit us up. <laughs> well, guys, I mean, uh, I mean, speaking for both of us, it is an honor to have you on the show, and it's an honor that the, yeah, I know you guys are going to be representing the the sport and the country well, and it's an honor to speak to you guys and and hear your voices on this show. Uh, and I know it's going to you guys are going to leave memorable moments for a lot of or die uh, trying. Yeah. Or die <laughs> trying. <laughs> and remember, if somebody talks shit about America, everybody gets it. <laughs> That's why you out there, you represent America. Everybody. It's weird. Gets I go into it. a Strong Scottish accent. When I'm over there. <laughs> I wear my Canada hat. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Strong, Stu Holden, thank you so Thanks, much guys. for Very being much, on the guys. show. Uh, you guys are the absolute best. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to The Cool Again. Just want you to do us a huge favor. Go to On The Volley Apparel, onthevolleyapparel.com, and get yourself something. And if you do, put in Cooligans, you're going to get 20% off. That's right. It's great gear. It's like it's it's soccer streetwear. On The Volley Apparel, they make our our shirts. All right, if you want you want to pick up a, a couple of the few Gullier shirts that we still have available. There's not that many left. Very limited. Very, there are very few left. Go to onthevolleyapparel.com. You can get tees. You can get hoodies. You can get tank tops. You can get even, like, jerseys to wear uh, while you're playing it's dope gear uh they've always shown us a lot of support and, and our big reason Huge. why the cooligans are where they are at the moment so uh make sure go to on the and use the promo code cooligans and you will get 20 percent off your entire order so the the gears are ready you want yeah get it and the use gears cooligans. are there the gears are already very very affordable so uh you're only gonna get it uh cheaper than that so uh, and they also have stuff that you can wear while you play soccer like the uh, jersey type material it's really dope go to on the use cool Get yourself 20% off. Thank you so much to John Strong and Stu Holden. Oh, my God. That was incredible. Thank you to Fox Sports for believing in us and letting <laughs> them come into our studio. Thank you so much for Cumulus and OG Podcast Network for giving us a studio to do this in, because this would have been really awkward in my apartment. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Alexis Guerrero. My name is Christian Polanco. Together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans!